Hello and welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts and I'm here today with my wife Sharia as we explore all the things that make our faith what it is. Now, Sharia and I have actually been away for a month. We recorded a whole stack of podcasts before we left and we took a vacation Uh, Apparently it's called a baby moon when you uh, take your last vacation together without kids before the babies arrive and that baby is arriving on December 27th. So we've had a bit of a break. So it's a bit weird sitting down again, ready to record a new podcast. How are you feeling, Shreya? Yeah, it is a bit weird. I feel like we haven't done this for a while because it's been a month, but um, it's good to be back. And yeah, hopefully we can get back into the swing of it. Yep. So today, uh, it's a slightly different episode to usual. We've been talking about prayer. We've been going through a series called Prayer for Normal People. And what we wanted to do today was just share some testimonies of answers to prayer. So we're going to share a bunch and then we're going to intersperse our testimonies with some other testimonies from people around the world. There's there's four testimonies we want to share, I think. And I'm I'm really excited about that. I think that'd be really cool. Um, So it's quite simple, quite straightforward today just some answers to prayer. And hopefully you'll find this encouraging. Um, I, I find that the more I hear prayers being answered, the more confident I can be. And that's something that um, I remember in Psalm 63, uh, King David, he's able to look back at what God has done, which gives him confidence what God is going to do uh, ahead of time. Now, maybe we'll look at that in more detail in the future, or perhaps we've already talked about that in a podcast before. I can't remember anymore. But anyway, after the break, we're going to talk about some answers to prayer. So the intention today is that we share a whole bunch of different answers to prayer from around the world, not just from us as well, because sometimes you might hear some answers to prayer and think, wow, that, that's really cool, but that doesn't happen in my life. Well, the first story I want to tell you is about a time I was in Singapore and I was living with a bunch of Chinese guys that didn't speak very much English. And I was coming towards the end of my three month stint and I hadn't really gotten to know my roommates. And I thought, well, you know what, I, I'm going to have to take a a leap of faith here because I want to I want to share the good news of Jesus with them. So I invited one of them out to lunch and we went out for lunch together and it turns out he was into computer programming and um, that kind of stuff. And I'd, I had a kind of loose interest in, in that stuff. I kind of like the idea of coding. I just, if I had another life, I would maybe be a coder. And so we were talking about that in, in you know, kind of simple, broken English. And as we're walking back, um, we were talking about the church and he, he said he hadn't had much of an experience of the church in, in China. And uh, I said, well, you know what? I, I really love the church. I think the church is the hope of the world. And um, as we got back to our place, I could see his, his, he was fiddling with his lip. He had, he had some pain in his lip. And I said to him, are you okay? He said, oh, uh, I'm, I just have a very sore lip. And I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And so I, I prayed with him for healing and prayed that his, his mouth would be healed. And uh, we just stood there on the side of the street and feeling more bold than usual because that's not something that I'd normally be brave enough to do if I'm honest. And um, he looked at me after we finished praying and we'd, we'd prayed to God for healing and his lip, his mouth had been healed instantly. And he was shocked. He was just blown away by uh, the fact that his, his mouth had been instantly healed. And uh, I was blown away, if I'm, on, if I'm honest. I, I wasn't sure if I really expected that to happen and uh, if I really did have that faith to to see instant healing, but he was healed. And he 
started crying and he asked who God was. And we talked more and I shared about Jesus and he gave his life to Jesus then and there. That was one of those uh, real epic answers to prayer in an instant moment. Hi everyone, my name is Maria. I'm from Flow Church UK and I want to tell you a story about how God answered my prayer. Um, it was some years ago and I was doing some teaching and I really, really struggled with um, the tax side of things and I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it and I really struggled with it. And it came to a time when I had to, you know, um, file in, the, uh, fill in the form and, and, and send it back. And I really had troubles with it. I thought I've done it. And then basically I get a letter through my door saying, you owe, you know, HMRC 900 pounds. And I was like, this is a joke. I don't have that much money. And, um, basically I called them up and I spoke to them and, um, I, I really, I prayed hard because I was like, Jesus, I don't have this money. And basically I called them up and I spoke to them and they could see that I tried to fill in the form and they said, you know what, as this was your first time, we're going to wave it off and you don't have to pay the fine. And honestly, my jaw was so low down. I couldn't believe it. I was so grateful to God. So um, this is my story. When Shreya and I first got married, we uh, spent some of our honeymoon in England and the intention was to spend time with family and friends and catch up with all the people that were really special to me that maybe couldn't make it out to the wedding. And it was really cool. It was great so that Sheree could see where I grew up and all that stuff. We were supposed to be spending a week with a hugely influential couple in my life called Michael and Esther, but unfortunately Michael was really sick and They'd traveled out to do some ministry in Singapore, but, but Michael was too sick to come home and it looked like he wasn't going to make it. And uh, Esther sent a message and said, hey, would you be interested in coming to visit us in Singapore? And, and I kind of laughed. I, you know, I didn't say that to, to her. I said, replied to her message saying, no, I'm, I'm really sorry, but there's just no way we could afford to do that. We have no money. We had about $2,000 in our bank account. And bearing in mind, we were about to move to Saskatchewan in Canada where we didn't have anything. We, you know, we'd just come out of Bible college. We didn't even have a bed and we had $2,000 to furnish our house. And we, there's no way we can afford it. And Shreya and I kind of went our separate ways for half an hour or so, did our own thing for a bit and came back. And both of us had this sense from God that we needed to go. And so we booked flights to Singapore, which cost about $1,980, if I remember rightly. We had about $20 left in our bank account and we're heading out to Singapore and I'm, and I'm panicking. And Shreya and I just prayed and said, God, please, would you provide for us either to be in Singapore or help us when we get back to Saskatchewan just to have some stuff in our house because we have no money. It was a real leap of faith and probably one of the biggest leap of faiths I've ever taken and certainly one of the biggest that we've taken as a couple. And within 24 hours, someone had offered to pay for our flights. Um, and that was phenomenal, bearing in mind that we didn't even tell anyone. <laughs> so that was a big deal that they'd offered to give us the money and to, to go out and see Michael, bearing in mind we'd already booked the flights at this point. And then we get to Singapore and you know we need somewhere to stay. And I, I asked this lady called Lisa, who was really um, hugely impactful on me during my time in Singapore. I asked if we could sleep on on her floor because Singaporean houses often aren't huge. 
Um, I didn't think there would be much spare space for us, but she said, oh, well, you know what? I've, I've paid for you to stay in a hotel. Um, I've booked it right next to the hospital. So you don't need to worry about that. And so that was unreal. And then we got to Singapore and then, um, yeah, through a series of circumstances, got given an extra thousand dollars. So we ended up coming back with more money than we left with. And we just saw God's provision all over it. And we truly believe that God provided because we took a leap of faith, serve and to love someone who was um, deeply in love with God and who had followed God passionately his whole life. And we had prayed passionately that, that God would provide and asked him to provide. And he did in, in an incredible way, which is awesome. Speaking of Singapore, uh, we're going to listen to someone's testimony, uh, my friend Aaron from Singapore. So let's listen to his testimony now. This happened in 2001 or two. I'm a Singaporean. Back then I was studying in Brisbane. And cars in Singapore are really very expensive due to the high taxes and the amount of uh, duties we need to pay. But in Australia, I managed to buy a car uh, which only cost $1,500. was very cheap. I mean, it was an old car, 1985. No power steering, no power windows, no air conditioning. Um, yeah, the car can be going uh, straight, but the steering wheel is off alignment. And because due to the off alignment issue, I could not uh, drive the car faster than 90 kilometers per hour. So this incident happened when I was driving from Gold Coast to Brisbane. And along the highway, the speed limit was 120 kilometers per hour. However, due to this old car, uh, on any usual day, my max, my top speed is only 90 kilometers per hour. And I hit into a storm. The storm was so heavy that uh, I could not even see clearly in front of my windscreen because the it's an old car and I'm a, and I did not invest much into a good um, wiper. So the car wiper is not able to clear the water in time and it was the storm was too heavy I the wiper is not able to clear the water so I can't really see the lane marking and worse still uh, because there's no air conditioning so I could not wind down the windows and due to the rain and everything the there's condensation and the the windscreen internal of the car was starting to fog up so as I one hand on the steering wheel trying to see and my left hand is holding on to a cloth trying to wipe off the condensation that is forming up inside of the windscreen so i really could not see what is ahead of me i don't even know am i on the right am i within the lane i can't even see the lane markings so i'm a desperate young man and all i knew back then is to cry out to jesus and my prayer was only two words jesus help Jesus help. I was shouting at the top of my lungs. Jesus, I'm too young to die. I'm, I'm just entering into my 20s. I mean, all of us would really kill to be in our 20s now. And desperate, I could die at any moment. I, any cars could have hit into me because I was driving so slowly. I, of course, I can't drive at 90 kilometers per hour. I don't even know what speed I, was I driving. Maybe 40 or 50 on the highway of 120 kilometers per hour so i was driving that slow very slowly and as i pray jesus help uh, a car i think it was a volvo appear out of nowhere and driving at that speed a good car a volvo a, a proper car 
I think with with a good wiper, with air conditioning, none of the problems that that uh, that I am having, and the car travel at my speed very slow, and the car with that red brake lights, the rear lights, by following that car, the car let me out of the storm, and once I came out, the storm lasted for around thirty to forty minutes. So once I came out of of that storm, the car disappeared. And I could not, I couldn't even thank the driver. Maybe the driver was an angel, but all I knew was God saved my life, and He answered my prayer of help. Jesus helped, and Jesus helped me, and Jesus saved me that day. To God be the glory. Amen. Hi, my name is Tom, and I'd love to share about a time that God has answered a prayer for me. Um, I've recently graduated from uni here in uh, England uh, and started a job uh, working for a church as an intern. And a prayer that I've had for years now um, has been for a car. I've really wanted a car just to be able to see people do things and to be able to bless the church. Not have to rely on other people for lifts and to kind of free myself up to see family and things like that. So I've been praying for a car and it's actually been answered in uh, several different ways throughout um, different times throughout, whilst even at uni. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, I was praying, especially whilst I started this job, uh, moving to a different place and working for a church, living in a, a house with other people that I don't know and, and in a place I don't know, I really wanted a car. And yeah, uh, funnily enough, God answered this by not only putting me in a house that is a two minute walk away from the church, so I don't even need a car to go and do live streams and to um, see people from the church, but actually I was sat at dinner with a family from church and they uh, randomly asked if I wanted to walk their dog uh, on a regular basis, which is I said, yes, of course, I love dogs. And then they said, brilliant, we'll put you on our, our car's insurance and you can use the car whenever you like. So yeah, that was a fantastic realization for me that prayers aren't always answered in the way that you expect them. I wasn't handed a car on a plate, but um, I have access to a car and actually I've been put in a place where I don't need a car as much as I thought I did. So yeah, that's really exciting for me and I hope that blesses you. When I was about 11, I was taking swimming lessons in the town about 20 minutes from where I grew up and I didn't know any of the kids uh, in my class. They were just new people to me, but there was one girl in particular who for some reason, I, I just felt that God put her on my heart and that I was supposed to pray for her that week. I didn't know why, I didn't know her, but that was what I felt. And so I did. I prayed for her just when I was at home or just before lessons. I would take a minute or two and just pray for her. Anyways, after lessons were over, I didn't see her for years. I didn't know if I would ever see her again. Um, but it turned out when I went to high school in that town years later um, that she was in my grade and that, uh, yeah, that we had a few classes together. And so eventually um, I got to know this girl and she actually came to our youth group, which was really, really cool. And um, yeah, she ended up giving her life to Jesus and we got to be a part of that journey with her, which was so cool and I feel so grateful to God for that. But anyways, we are still really close friends. Um, she is doing some really cool things and following Jesus really strongly. And that was just a huge answer to prayer. 
everyone. My name is Gledisa. I am from Albania. I was actually uh, going to share another story, but due to a late event, I'm going to be sharing another one. Um, yesterday, I found out that um, someone, a guy from our town, had tried to end his life uh, by jumping off from the fifth floor of an apartment building. And my mom gave me the initials and I immediately thought of a friend of mine from high school. And um, now for some context, we're talking about a small town where everyone knows each other. And at first, I was just absolutely sure that it wasn't him. Although I didn't know anyone else with those initials. And even after they gave me the surname, I still thought it might be someone else because it was just impossible for him to do such thing he was just such an incredible young guy and young person and it was just impossible but a few moments later i find out that yes it was him indeed and i was just shocked i could not believe it and i was i was speechless i could not say anything and right in that moment i felt the holy spirit direct me to prayer and not only that but in just a few seconds i found myself texting most of my christian friends and christian groups from different churches to join me in prayer um, there was little to no hope for him and everyone was saying that it was impossible for him to survive but all I could feel was just this urgency to pray and give this to the Lord. I asked the Lord to mend his broken body and his broken spirit and just prayed for a miracle as I was feeling the Holy Spirit rushing through me. Um, I don't know how long we waited, honestly, until I got a text that he was actually alive and he was out of danger and he would just be recovering now the operation was a success a miracle um i was so happy that i believed in a god of miracles and i believe in a god that answers prayers and i was so happy that my friend got his miracle and but after all this shocking news, um, all I could think of, of was how uncertain things are and how uncertain people are and uh, the way that we feel is. But I'm happy that I believe in a God of certainty and I believe in a God of possibilities and I believe in a God of miracles. And... Although we are living in uncertain times with all this pandemic going on, um, but I'm happy that I'm reassured that God has me in his hands and I just pray that he will uh, use me um, for his glory. So that was it guys that was uh, my story my answer prayer um thank you for listening and i hope this encourages someone um have a nice day god bless you bye i can't remember if i've shared this story before or not but when sherea and i first moved back to england um in 2018 we were sensing a call to to plant a church 
So we land back in England and we're thinking, well, that's weird that we're feeling this call to plant a church when we're just getting back to England of all places. And we were feeling called to Red Deer. It was really strange. And we were praying about it. And I remember Shreya saying to, her, to me, do you think we're too young to plant a church? Which is a totally understandable thing to say. And I was wondering that myself. And you know, we thought, well, maybe, maybe. And we went to this big gathering of about 3,000 believers. And um, during the worship time, someone gets up and he says, hey, um, you know, I, I just felt like God needed me to share this with you. I, I was 28 when I planted a church. And I need to tell you that I was too old because God had called me at 26. So if you're feeling like maybe you're too young to plant a church, if God has called you, then you're not. And so that was already an answer to where we were at. And we were praying into whether we were feeling called to Red Deer, whether Red Deer was the place in Alberta, Canada. And we're talking to the elder of our church, one of the elders of our church later on that evening. And um, I remember saying to him, hey, I, I think we might be sensing a, a call to Canada, um, you know, to, to plant a church. And he said, oh, really? Whereabouts in, whereabouts in Canada? And bear in mind, he's from the UK. So he doesn't know the geography of Canada super intensely. And before I'd even said anything, someone uh, from across the room, from across the tent, I should say, uh, shouted out, Red Deer! And uh, it blew us away because obviously that was exactly where God was uh, calling us to. And that was another confirmation. And it was almost like an answer to prayer. Those two things were answers to our, our, our prayers to God as we were asking him what he wanted us to do next and, and questioning maybe whether that was maybe the right thing or not. Uh, we had those two epic senses of confirmation in one, uh, in one evening. It was really cool. And so, yeah, that's another way that God has answered prayer in our lives. So I think we're going to leave it there, actually. Thank you so much to everyone who recorded answers to prayer for us. Uh, if you have any answers to prayer, feel free to send them to us as well. We would love to hear from you. You can uh, email them to simplefaithpodcast at gmail.com or get in touch with us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, that would be great. Now, the reality is uh, God answers prayer in all sorts of ways, and that's so encouraging. Sometimes it's in big, uh, miraculous ways, like instantaneous healings. I, I was talking to a lady the other day, by the way, who prayed for her cataracts to be removed, and they just left. And that's awesome. Those kind of things do happen in the world. They don't happen often. And just because they don't happen, it doesn't mean that you don't have faith. There's, there's a whole question around healing, and we'll talk about that in another episode. Uh, God sometimes answers in the form of financial provision, and that's really exciting. But we don't want to get confused and think that God is just a spiritual vending machine. You've heard me talk about that before. Um, and sometimes he answers in the small ways, in the ways that maybe are so seemingly insignificant to us that we don't even uh, recognize it. Now, is that something that uh, could be said of your life. It certainly could be said of my life that I've prayed for something, then forget that I've prayed about it and forget to see that God is answering my prayers. God is uh, with us and for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? When we pray, he answers and that's incredible. So we're going to leave it there. That's going to end our series on prayer. In fact, we've uh, got a broken microphone on the other end of the table where Sharia is. So um, we're going to pray that we can get that fixed for next week and that we can find a solution in time for next week. But we hope you have a fantastic week, that you feel encouraged and inspired and ready to pray to our good and wonderful God. And we will see you very soon. 